Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County, and welcome back for another episode of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi, and although it may be about five degrees here in State College, Pennsylvania, there is baseball being played this weekend down in North Carolina between some Delco High School baseball alums. Our first official game of the season here, we got Roman Tazi from Archbishop Carroll and Matt Maselli from Bonner. They play for Barton College, a Division II school in North Carolina. They will be taking on Michael Costello, recent Pencrest graduate, and Millersville, who's making the trip down. Uh, I was debating on whether or not I consider Jimmy Kirk Delco. He went to Malvern Prep. He's not from Delco. Plays in the Delco League, but you know what? That kid hits absolute bombs, so I'm just going to claim him for the sake of claiming him. Uh, He plays for the, the Springfield Colonials. Mike Costello plays for the Upper Darby Blue Sox. Roman Tazi plays for the Aston Valley Knights. A lot of Delco League representation here. It's a college debut for Tazi and Costello, and it's a four-game series. So hopefully these guys will both get to see some action. Looking forward to following that. Uh, I'm going to try and keep this preview short and sweet here. We got an interview coming up in a little bit. We are joined by Steve Tyson, infielder for Immaculata. Steve went to Garnet Valley. He was a part of the first-ever conference championship win for Immaculata, just an awesome achievement. We talk a lot about you know what it means to go down in history for a program. We talked about uh, we were both on the Upper Darby Blue Sox team in 2021. Same thing, first ever championship there. So just what it means to be a part of the first you know the first team to be able to accomplish the goal that we all set out to do, and how that gets remembered. Also a little bit about just why he chose to play at the Division Three level when he had offers to play higher up. And uh, it's a really good conversation, so that'll be up in a little bit. Next up, we got some trade news here. This was actually a very funny uh, situation, like how this went all down. So Kyle Verbitsky, Episcopal Academy grad, got drafted out of Penn State by the Oakland A's. He was set to come on the show last week. We had everything planned out. Next thing you know, I'm on my phone scrolling Twitter, and I see that he got traded to the Baltimore Orioles in a deal with former Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Cole Irvin. Uh, they're both headed to Baltimore. And, you know, I texted him I texted him earlier in the day just to, like, confirm that we were all good. And, and before he got the chance to respond, I saw that he got traded. So I followed up. I'm like, you know what? Let's just, like, push this back a little bit, uh, give you some time to process this. Uh, so we'll get him on uh, in a little bit to talk about just how that all went down. But I'm, I'm guessing uh, a lot of it's probably going to be surprise because – he was in single A this year, so you don't necessarily think you're gonna get traded, you know, when you're at that level. I, I would guess, 
just for the most part. But we'll talk to him in a little bit. It's a fresh start for him. Not that he necessarily needed it. I mean, he had great year last year. He led the Oakland A's farm system in strikeouts. He was playing for, believe, a lot of it was for the Lansing Lugnuts and I think the Stockton Ports, which are low A and high A for Oakland. But he gets to come back to the East Coast. He gets to have his family a little bit closer to him, uh, which is pretty cool that they'll be able to get to kind of see his career in person a little bit more. Might make it a little bit more difficult to to crack the big leagues when you have a farm system as good as Baltimore. But, I mean, you know, Oakland was a, a franchise that doesn't seem to really have a clear direction. I don't even know if they're going to stay in Oakland for that long. Uh, so he gets to go to a place that seems to be more on the rise as opposed to on the decline. So we'll get to talk to him in a little bit. And speaking of Episcopal, we also got Commitment Watch here. You know, it, it warms my heart when we have someone that is from Delco that goes to a Delco college. And that is exactly the case here for Brad Johnston. The Episcopal uh, corner infielder is heading to Swarthmore College, one of my favorite fields in the area for those who have never seen a game at Swarthmore before, highly recommend it because they built dorms into their left field fence. It's one of the coolest things I've seen. My brother Cam went to Swarthmore, played soccer there, and he lived in those dorms. So when he would walk out of his dorm and, you you know, he could walk out and sit on the, like, the balcony, you know, on the, on the deck area, and it's on top of the left field fence. So people can hit homers over that fence into uh into the fan section and also it makes for some great great chirping of the left fielder i'll give another delco a shout out here don DiLoretto from Hareton. there was a playoff game with swarthmore and and fnm that i went to watch and man they were just letting him have it in the left field and i think that's probably one of the reasons it was built but just definitely a cool setup to see you know the inside the left field fence is like the lounge area because it's just a normal dorm building but brad uh, wishing you the best of luck. Can't wait to follow along now that my guy Luke Mutz is no longer at Swarthmore. Uh, there's, uh, there's, you know, we're, we feel a need here with some Delco alum because Swarthmore gets kids from all over and looking forward to that. All right, well, I will not waste any more of the lovely people of Delco's precious time here, so let's get right into this interview with Steve Tyson. We are now joined by Steve Tyson, an infielder for Immaculata. Steve played his high school baseball at Garnet Valley, but more importantly, is a second consecutive interview guest to be on the 2021 Delco League champion Upper Darby Blue Sox following uh, Sammy Berman. So Steve, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing today? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. You know, I really appreciate it. It's, it's awesome to be able to represent Delco and represent Garnet Valley and everything and everything I went through. So it's it's an awesome time to be here. Yeah, it's especially funny because, like, when you think of Immaculata, like, obviously it's not technically Delco. Like, it's, it's Chester County. I know because I live, like, a two-minute walk from Immaculata. But, you know, there's a lot of Delco ties here. There is. I mean, there's there's a couple kids. that We got a Ridley kid. We got a Bonner kid that's from Chester Springs. So, like, everybody's, everybody knows Delco. Everybody knows what Delco is. And, you know, there's just a lot of – Delco going on, even though it's in Chester County, even though it's 20 minutes right down the road, it doesn't have to be too far to know what Delco is. Yeah, Delco is contagious. Uh, I think it's probably the first time we've talked since we froze our asses off of that Garner Valley 
football district championship. But uh, we we flipped the page here. It's all about baseball. So how's the offseason been so far? The offseason, it's been great, honestly. You know, I'm, can't complain about anything. I mean, coming off of last year, just first ever conference championship, uh, first ever time in school history that we were going to uh, regionals, hosting regionals for all that. I mean, offseason been good. I mean, it's just been a grind, you know, just trying to get into the batting cage whenever I could, trying to be able to throw baseball whenever it's not like 15 degrees outside or whatever. And, you know, I might blow out my arm because it's too cold out, but I'm, it's, it's been going good. I mean, the winter break is, that was something else. I mean, me and me and my roommate, Lewis Sharp, who's from uh Kennett, we would go to the uh, Kennett facility that he has down there. And uh, we'd just go hit, you know, take, take uh, hitting, drills off the uh machine you know do hit tracks and everything and then even like my one my one other roommate he came up from jersey all the way from maple shade new jersey Derek, and uh he threw live to us so like it's it was it was just a grind you know getting all these people to become one at one place at one point and just be able to play some baseball honestly yeah, and that's how you build that good culture. Because, like you said, first ever conference championship—it's something that's going to be remembered, you know, by people within the program for a long time. And that's kind of how you you start to like turn the page and really put yourself on the map. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, the culture that just anybody's culture, like in general, like I mean, I I over the winter I hit with Reese Malik. We all know Reese, big time short second baseman from Garnet Valley, and then. Um, Jason Moore, he's he's out of Chester County. He's from uh, Unionville or Kennett or wherever he's from, but he's they're all at Montclair State now. So like, just the entire community coming together, no matter who it is, just the bonds that we all have between either if it's between a team or a rival or something. I mean, we all know somebody on a different team, so it's just the bonds and the community is great. And that's what I always like about the Delco League because it's like you know you're now playing like with people you grew up playing against and also against people you grew up playing against. And when I, I talked with Sam, we just talked about, you know, it's like you're, you're working out with them in the off season and they might be guys you hated playing growing up, but like you're rooting for them now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of these kids that I played in the Delco league, I grew up watching you know, some, some of these guys. I mean, Johnny coach, Johnny umpired me uh, when I was five, six years old. And now I'm playing with the dude and he's, absolute great out of the delco baseball league so i mean it's it's just a it's just a great time doing all that stuff with people that i get along with people that i know i mean it's just an awesome time yeah for sure and going back to immaculata now so you got you know the first conference championship under the belt and you know is there like a certain vibe among the team like now you know the conference championship like that's kind of the standard like that's the mentality of you know you guys you got your taste of regionals and obviously it didn't, you know, end in the best way for you guys, a heartbreaking walk-off loss. So now you guys are in an interesting spot where it's like you have a lot of positives to take from, but you still got a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, nobody wants to ever lose, you know, on a walk-off base hit or error or whatever it was. I forget. But, um, yeah, no, like our mentality is still the same thing as last year. I mean, we we got ranked last year in our own division to come in fifth place. Next thing you know, we – end up winning our first conference championship, you know, beating Marymount in the uh, championship series. Like, uh, it, it was an awesome feeling, but that's over with now. We just got to move on to this year now. I mean, thank God we, we only lost two 
two people from last year's team. So we have everybody coming back this year. I mean, we are we have one of the best pitchers in the conference right now with Jason Hughes and then our second best with Ryan Kroll. He's coming back. So I mean, it's honestly if if I could say anything, it's we have everything to lose right now and all the other teams don't. So we just got to keep that mentality of we got to we got to win. Like we got to put 100% effort into it. We got to keep on rolling and we just got to stay one game at a time until you know, either there's that breaking point that we all have to regroup and come back together or we just got to keep on rolling and keep on tackling these other teams. Yeah, and, and that experience will definitely help you guys because I think we're in a similar boat because for our club team, we made it all the way to the Final Four and we got a lot of guys coming back that, you know, know how to know how to win, I guess is a good way to put it, but also like you're not afraid of playing in those, you know, big stage games now because you know what you're, you're capable of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... For the regionals, uh, it was a little bit different for me because um, I actually got hurt in the uh, the elimination game against Keystone. I got a uh, a ball to the chest basically as a ground ball, and if it was three three inches over, it could have probably been a situation where Demar Hamlin was in. Thank God I didn't it didn't hit me there, but uh, yeah, it it was definitely an experience for me because. I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be helping out my team and everything, but like it just gives me more motivation to be like, okay, like like I got it. Like let's let's do this again and just keep on pushing. Hey, I mean, you're talking to the guy that had to watch the Delta League finals uh in the boot, you know, it, it definitely yeah, it definitely sucks and it's it's always about just trying to find like what you can do to still be like a good teammate and still be ready to, you know, to win in, in some way because if you're going to hold the trophy, you might as well do what you can to earn it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In your two seasons at Immaculata, you've hit over 300. You started most of the games. You've been there. So like, how important was it for you when you were making your college decision to go somewhere where you thought you could play right away and contribute? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I love that you bring this question up because I was actually – so my parents run a facility called Brandywine Youth Club, and we have – it's where it's basically where everybody starts. You know, you start playing football there. You start playing basketball there. You start playing every sport you could possibly think of. And um, I was there a couple of days ago and I was talking to one of the dads there and he was he was asking me the same question. And I was like, you know what? I had five D1 offers out of high school. I had two Division two offers out of high school and I only had one Division three offer out of high school. And he was like, well, why'd you pick Division three? And I told him, I was like, you know, everything, you know, look, you look at money. That's a big part of it. But you also look about okay, are you comfortable at this place? Are you going to want to play when you're younger or whenever? Because I I got told by one of the Division One coaches I wouldn't have probably played until my junior year. So, I mean, it's just the mentality of to have, like, do I fit in here and am I comfortable here to play at a Division Three level instead of Division One or Division Two? And, I mean, one of the biggest things I say all the time to when I see younger kids or – anything i always say just know your options and pick what's comfortable for you and just figure out like is it worth your time because if it's not worth your time then there's no part in doing it so i mean just for me that was the biggest decision i mean my dad and my mom had a big decision in it too because obviously they're the ones paying for it but they also want me to succeed and watch me succeed in it so i mean i knew coming in here i was 
I was going to be able to start right away as a freshman. And um, I give a big thanks to uh, Kev Schneider, who's un- unfortunately not here anymore, and John Merck, who's unfortunately not here anymore. But uh, they, they gave me an opportunity. I took it with all I got, and um, I did the I did the best with it. And, you know, did awesome in the uh, AEC Championship Series my freshman year. And, um, you know, next thing led to another is me starting at shortstop full-time last year. So it's just it's just been an absolute opportunity that anyone can ever ask for. I mean, I'm the first one in my family to actually might go and graduate college, hopefully, fingers crossed. So um, it's, just, it's just awesome to be able to make a decision to be able to make your family proud and have your friends and family be able to support you and watch you grow up, basically. It's it's definitely difficult to go in at, in any at any school at any level as a freshman and play right away. So for anybody that out there that might have had a rough freshman season, like like I had an awful freshman season way back, or you know anything like that, you can talk about like how mentally you're able to not like put too much pressure on yourself. Because as a freshman starter, you know you kind of feel like a lot of eyes are on you. I guess I would say. I mean, absolutely. The mentality you have is, oh crap, I'm a freshman, like. I don't want to like mess up or do anything bad. And then next thing you know, have everybody hate me. But I mean, that's, that's the way baseball is. So you just got to think about that. Like baseball is one of the toughest sports you could possibly play, no matter what it's mentally and physically tough on your body or on everything. So you just got to dig deep. You know, if, if you mess up, you mess up. You, there's another shot you have. That's the one best part about baseball is because in football, if you drop a pass or something, you can have that same opportunity, but there's also three other guys on the field that could go and catch the ball and score that touchdown. Baseball, it's a whole different story. You can swing and miss, and then you get right back in the box, and you could go up to the next pitch and get that hit that you really need. So, I mean, it's it's all just a mental game with baseball, and it's it's you just got to keep pushing. And to the younger kids that are listening to this, just keep going and keep fighting no matter who you are, how big you are, how small you are. Just you got to keep pushing. And you got to be able to learn from failure because I think, like myself included, you know, I had a great senior year of high school and then I go into freshman year of college and then realize like, all right, everybody here, you know, was one of the better players in high school. And how you get to like the top is, you know, how you respond to getting punched in the mouth, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I my first couple games last year, I batted, I want to say 160 for the first six games. Next thing you know, I I worked my I worked my ass off for the next couple of days, couple of weeks actually, and after I want to say six weeks into it, or four week a month after, I think I became the number one batting average hitter in the AEC conference for a couple of weeks. So I mean, it it's just you got to keep on pushing and you got to learn from that failure that you had before and just keep working on it and don't give up. Just gotta believe in yourself. That is right. Well, hopefully, we will be seeing you back in the Delco League Championship Series again this year. Uh, you know, a little a little Blue Sox dynasty could be brewing here with a couple more, you know, opportunities. I mean, I, as an unbiased observer, I would love to see a rematch of last year. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that series was something else between us and Wayne. I mean, shoot, Mathis on the mound. You had, uh, who else was there? There was, there was a whole bunch of kids there. And I mean, it was it was probably one of the best series I've ever honestly played in because you had a lot of good baseball players playing in that championship series. And 
honestly, it was it was great for me, even though uh, I, I've never told anybody this besides my parents, but I was actually hurt during the entire half of the season for the um, Delco League, and I actually had a cortisone shot put in my shoulder, and I wasn't able to throw a baseball for a month and a half, and then I was like, all right, Dave, like, put me in the first, like, I'll, I'll help out a little bit, and then uh, next thing you know, the championship series comes around, we got everybody, you know, going on vacation or everything, so I started playing second base, and I, I the doctor told me not to throw a baseball, but I, I kind of didn't listen to him, so, because I just wanted to help my team win, but uh, yeah, absolutely, that, that series was one of the best series I've probably played in my entire life and i had a great time doing it even though we lost but uh it was a great time yeah when the charlie crest trophy is on the line nothing else matters yeah absolutely i mean when we won it uh two years ago it was first time in upper derby history and glad we got one for dave but like you know you just want to keep doing that tradition and you know it's great to hold up the trophy but you know it sucks to hold up that second place trophy or nothing at all so you just got to keep on working. It seems like the league's really getting better and better uh, as it goes. I know there'll be another team added this year. Uh, and I think that's, I mean, part of the reason why I think this Delco baseball stuff will be successful is because a lot of people care as much as I do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Delco, I mean, look at all these kids coming out of high school from Delco going to play college baseball. Like I, I, I was listening to your podcast with Sammy. Sammy's absolutely 1000% that Delco is a baseball place. I mean, you, you see multiple and multiple people coming out of high school playing baseball. I mean, when I graduated, well, when I had my COVID year of 2020, my, my senior year of high school, we had eight kids going to play college baseball. I mean, that's one of the most ever in Garden Valley baseball history about how many college baseball players we had. And then the following years we had, you know, Reed Farrell going to Penn. We had Jake uh, Potts going to Seton Hall. So, I mean, we, we had a whole bunch of kids come out and, you know, play college baseball. And Sammy's 100% right that Delco is a baseball place. And that's well, that's part of the why Delco baseball is such a big thing and why the Delco Baseball League is such a big thing because everybody wants to come home and play. Yeah, it wouldn't be the uh, oldest semi-professional league in America without uh, without the dedicated, you know, passion of all these guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you still, you still see some of these all-time legends that played in the Delco Baseball League for years to to come out and either coach you or, you know, come out and watch you play. I mean, look at Izzy. Izzy played. Izzy's still coaching. So, I mean, it, it, it's great to see all these, you know, mentors and people that, you know, you kind of look up to sometimes to do to see what you're doing, but at an older age. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get my uh, Johnny Gonzalez pitching while he's 50 years old interview this summer. Yeah, you know, next thing you know, he's going to go to college and sign a four-year deal with the college. I'd I'd have him on my team. (laughs) Me too, a thousand percent. All right, listen, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Thank you again for taking the time to come on, and uh, hopefully there'll be another regional in Immaculata because, you know, like I said, right in my backyard, I'll be there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on, and uh, roll Max, baby, roll Max. Let's go. All right, see you. All right, see you, buddy. Thank you once again to Steve Tyson for joining the program. 
talk a little bit about his time in Immaculata, his time with the Delco League, and what is in store. Uh, like I said, you know, I'll be I'll be pulling for them. Hopefully, I can get a regional in my backyard here. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that might be the same weekend that my own potential regionals would be. But you know, I'll still be doing my best to follow along. Now that the season is upon us, me trying to have the show a little bit more frequently. I don't really have a set plan schedule yet. I I think what I'll probably do because it's you know it, I have to balance my own baseball, my own classes, and you know a, a lot of the stuff I do in my classes are you know, podcasts and videos and, and stuff like that. What I plan on doing a lot during the season is on the social media accounts, doing score graphics. That's because that's something that doesn't necessarily take too long. I just have to have the information, you know, from different coaches and players and whatnot. I think what I could probably do would be maybe two shows a week, like have one kind of a, you know, recap of what happened during the week and then have one kind of like previewing the next one, maybe kind of like a, like a Monday, Friday kind of thing, or Monday, Thursday kind of thing, because I know uh, some of the private schools play on weekends a little bit more. So just trying to figure out what works best uh, for my schedule, because I want to put out as much as I can, but I also want it to be quality. I don't, I don't want to put out you know stuff that might be sloppy, like have a bunch of editing mistakes, or you know just interviews where I just wasn't able to prepare the way I wanted to. But definitely looking forward to doing that. We're going to try and get as many interviews in the next few weeks uh, of guys at all levels. I'm going to keep for the time being with the uh, college and professional guys for now. And then once we get a little bit closer to the high school season, we'll start previewing that. But I am looking forward to this ride, and I hope you guys will continue to join me on that. Uh, You can follow us on social media at Delco Baseball on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's also at Delco Baseball on Instagram. And then there's a Facebook page, too check out our website and as always you can find these episodes on anywhere that you get your podcast all right thank you everybody for tuning in we'll see you next time